Speaking of a social thing, I have a fourth thing, um, but this is just for Harry. Yeah, let's just keep going. I, I well, no, I just was my fourth thing is I want Harry to get a friend in his class, um, <laughs> regardless of skin color, who doesn't either have a Tesla or whose father doesn't have a fucking boat. So find a poor kid <laughs> and be his friend, okay? Find the fucking poor kid and be his friend. And then you got some diversity in his oh life. That's God. all I'm saying. You're right. You're so fucking right. Oh my God. I am everything I fucking hate. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. So, where are you right now? Right now, I'm in uh, I'm in the upstairs bedroom in my mom and dad's house in Wichita, Kansas. I uh, after all the after all the drama after, after all the after drama, the odd the odd two three weeks has it been a month yet? Um, actually, what is today? Today's, Today's the as we record this is the thirteenth May thirteenth. Okay, so no, it would it, 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 the 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 divorce was decided on April seventeenth. Jesus, the divorce was final a week later. So, yeah. so in less than a month, you learned yes. some surprising things about my marriage. You got divorced, and then yep. you moved back in with your parents. No, I have not moved back in with my parents. Oh. I decided that what I needed to do is, uh, and it's one of those things that you always, like going home, your family is a good place to reset, right? And so I've kind of well, had a major. Yours is. <laughs> yeah, well, mine is. Maybe not yours, but mine is a good reset. Um, and and so it's been, uh, so what I did was I, I left, oh God, a week ago, uh, the day before Mother's Day, or actually the two days before Mother's Day, mm-hmm. Um, I hopped in the Prius, I loaded up the Prius with shit, hopped in the Prius, I drove from Las Vegas to Albuquerque, mm-hmm. um, and that drive, I was kind of numb, you know, I would just, I, I, there, there wasn't a whole lot of enjoyment, I listened to a lot of podcasts, but, you know, I just was not really paying attention, I mean, like I ended up listening auto, to one. Autopilot? Yeah, yeah, I listened bit. to one Barry, Barry Weiss podcast, I had to listen to it twice, because I wasn't, I mean, I was driving, it was playing, I just wasn't picking anything up, so I was just kind of doing that. I, I got thought he was dead. Barry Weiss. I, yeah, I thought Barry White died a couple years ago. Not Barry White, Barry Weiss. S- I don't hear the difference. S- okay, good. She's Jewish, and she has a, a, a podcast called Common Sense. Anyway... Um, and I really like what she has to say about halftime. Does he talk about like about. how he made his music and his impact? Yeah, she, on she the, talks a lot yeah. about Israel, and I get bored with the Israel talk, but the rest of it's pretty good. Anyway, um, so I stay in a quality inn because you know it's like I don't I don't want to do the twenty I don't want to do the twenty hours in one shot. I'm getting too old for that shit, and I'm really not in the frame of mind for it. So I get a for sixty three bucks. It's the most. I get a room. Yeah, I get a room in a quality inn in Albuquerque, and I got to tell you. What an amazing shithole. I yeah. mean, it was filthy. There were pubic hairs on the toilet. It was really gross, right? Were they... But I was... Was this, like, in Albuquerque 
set like proper or was it like on the outskirts right off the highway? No, this was right this was this was right in the middle of Albuquerque because ah, it was sixty three yeah. bucks. I wanted to, I'm not I don't all I want is a couple hours of sleep, right? So I get there, it's filthy, I have all I'd eaten all day was a bag of beef jerky mm-hmm. and some coffee. And, and let so me stop I let me there. I'm sorry, let me stop you right there because this is what is the perfect like or the not even the perfect the the necessary road trip food. Because the road trip as we're discovering, is it's it's, it's solace, it's calm, it's a temple, yeah. like the whole journey. So you have to it, have the right kind of fuel. It's beef jerky, and beef that's jerky it. Jerky and, and Fritos, like plain Fritos. Yeah, plain Fritos, okay. no fucking bullshit faggoty flavoring. Jesus, Cheetos or Fritos, <laughs> Fritos, not Cheetos. It's a bit, but anyway, nineties aggressive. Well, all right, there you go. Anyway. <laughs> So, uh, so this hotel, this hotel, it's, it's the filthiest thing in the whole world. And I'm afraid I'm going to bring bed bugs home to my mom. But I was like, all right, I'm just going to. Oh, happy Mother's Day, mom. Right, exactly. And so anyway, but I was like, all right, I'm just going to get some sleep. And I couldn't sleep because I haven't been sleeping. I really haven't been sleeping much at all in the last three weeks. Yeah. Um, my sleep is screwed. And so I laid down. I watched, uh, I watched uh, The Godfather Part Two, about half of it. And then fell asleep, slept for about four hours, got up, took a shower, and then hit the road at five o'clock in the morning. And then talk about night and day. The drive from Albuquerque to Wichita was, it was like every mile away from Dana was like a a weight off my shoulder. It Uh. was like, and it just, and I had the window down and I'm fucking jamming out on fucking 80s fucking hard rock and heavy metal and I'm and hair bands and fucking, you know, I'm just jamming and I'm, oh, I was having, and it was just, I felt like a million dollars. Like, okay, I, I, I'm feeling good. And then I got there Mother's Day and, you know, the whole family was here and they had the whole family thing and that was fun. And, uh, and, and so, uh, yeah, and so what I you know I did I just felt better. Yeah, and then this week this week um, I've probably put on eight pounds <laughs> because my mom feeds me. I mean we're just eating like it was going out of style. And Does your so mom have eating. a special dish like a dish that like that is only your mom can make? Anybody who else makes it? Any even the greatest chefs in the world like it does not compare to what your mom well, she's makes. Did- She's do she's doing that tomorrow night, which is uh, spaghetti and giant giant meatballs, and so ah, that. is it Reed spaghetti? And it's what who Reed spaghetti? No, it's not Reed spaghetti. Uh-huh. Um, it's not fantastic for Reed spaghetti. Spoiler alert. We'll Dr. get to Strange. that. Anyway, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll get to him. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so no, it's like we had port we no we had ribeye steaks last night and giant baked potatoes. And one night I decided to make fried chicken because I realized I haven't made fried chicken in five years. Mm-hmm. Mainly, yeah, I mean mainly because you know my wife was a vegetarian. So uh, yeah. I mean she still is a vegetarian, but she's no longer my wife. So that's yeah, that kind of works. So I made the whole family fried chicken. You know, we've just been eating. My sister made lasagna for the first time. I, was I mean, it was just so much fucking food. Yeah. And it's fine. Um, I will uh, I will get back on my, my workout and fasting regimen when I get back to Vegas. I, I'm pretty much planning on... But you, one of the things you and I talked about is how uh, even it's close to like last week, I just couldn't find any personal optimism. I, I just couldn't mm-hmm. see past... I couldn't see past the next day for my own future. Yeah. And that's coming back. That's coming back. I'm starting to see 
where I can do, I've, you know, ideas. One of the things that I had, I don't know if I told you this, but one of the <laughs> things that in the middle of this trip, on the road trip, I kind of went on this flight of fancy while I'm listening mm. to, like, Scorpions and fucking, you know. That was Motley Barry White's Crew. first band, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and Motley Crue and stuff. And I, I had this image in my head. It's like, what if I could go back into my own, sort of like Peggy Sue got married. What if I could go back into my, my body at 16 years old, knowing everything I know now? And, you know, and I kind of just kind of, you know, you're just driving and I'm just kind of fantasizing about that. But then it suddenly popped <laughs> into my head. What's the, you know, what's the difference between me then and me now? And obviously, you know, I've had a lot more experience. I've had a lot of really wonderful experiences, but I've also had a lot of shitty experiences. And so I've got experiences. So I've learned some lessons. But the other thing that is very similar, and that's why I said, what is similar about myself as a junior in high school, 16 years old, mm -hmm. and right now? And it hit me that right now I have limitless possibilities. I mean, I can do anything I fucking want. I can get any job I want. I can work any job. I feel like I can live anywhere I feel like living. And driving in the car gives you that sense, that, that opening up of perspective. Yeah. Where you just can look at the road and, and all of a sudden the world seems bigger and more expansive and, and possibilities are there. And it's like, okay, you know, yes, my life just kind of got blown up. And, uh, and, and there's nothing I can do about it. It's that, that's a done deal. So now what the fuck do I do? And the idea that I can pretty much do well, any goddamn thing I want was very liberating and, and a lot. And then I would say, you know, I had, you know, a couple of, uh, there was one night where I actually did, uh, you know, get a little bit drunk in my mom's house and cried mainly because I found out that, uh, she was a lot more. Dana was a lot more uh, disrespectful to my family than I knew. Oh, so like, um, so your your mom was sharing stories. Well, mom and dad, and they weren't doing it like to dish, but they were <laughs> yeah. just sharing things things that yeah. I had missed yeah. and uh, some stuff that I didn't know and things that she had said, and you know, and that, and you know, that's that's one of the things that I've always said about Dana is that is that you know she has she has two two modes of when she's kind of imploding and one is to just kind of fall on the floor and bawl yeah you know like wail weep you know weep gnashing of teeth and then the other is to just say really um just inappropriately hurtful things and then she'd always say don't you know don't don't pay attention to what i say which is impossible because it's been that's, said but that's, yeah that's that, you know, but apparently, apparently I wasn't the only one. I just assumed I was the only one she was doing it to. And apparently I was not the only one she was doing it to. And so that made me very upset. Of course. That, that not only, not only that that was an experience that my family had and they kept the peace because they didn't want to upset my apple cart. Um, but yeah. also, um, more shit that I didn't see. Yeah. I mean, if you're reading, yeah. if you're, and I know you are reading all the stories that I'm writing, I think I've got eight up so far mm -hmm. and uh and i'll have i mean the, the goal is 20 um but uh each story has a through line and one of those through lines is how the fuck can i been so blind and i you know i don't blame myself i'm not feeling bad but how could i have not seen what i didn't see and and you know because you were blinded by the light man i mean like i was in love and and yeah. for all the shit that has been revealed and continues to be revealed about about Dana, you know, th there's a lot of really great things about Dana. Oh right? yeah, I mean, there's well, a I'm, reason I'm, that you, you yeah. fell in love with her. There's a reason I loved her. Like, there's a reason. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and and, and the thing that about shit it is I blinded can, you. It. Yeah, well, I can see, it, I'm, I, and it's one of the things. That's there love. While, that's I, why love is I for could, is makes you I stupid. Yeah, I couldn't see the good stuff in our marriage, and I'm not quite willing to acknowledge them in any kind of real way. But I'm starting to remember some of those things. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like I was tortured. It wasn't like, you know, it, it, you know, it was just like things. It's like I wrote one of my I believes a couple of weeks ago. You know, even the very very best meal, uh, you can't remember when the last course is a bag of shit. Yeah, and so you know that kind of taints yeah. everything else. And so it's like that's that's good. But in terms of the road trip and and that thing, I am actually much better than I was. And while people are listening to this right now, I'm driving from Wichita to some place just outside of Denver. Um, and I'm going to spend the night in a much nicer, uh, hotel, uh, than the quality in. And then, you do a uh, red roof gonna... in this time. Yeah, sure. Um, no, it's actually, a, I don't even know what it's called, but it's, it was highly rated and it had in the price line, very clean. And that's really all I'm looking for. Just give me some very, <laughs> just give me some, after, after that one, give me some very fucking clean, please. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I'll be driving Tuesday. I'll be driving, uh, back to Vegas and, uh, getting my shit, you know, get, getting on with getting on. I've got a lot, yeah. I've got plenty to do. Um, I've got, you know, a whole life to kind of reconfigure and, and I'm okay with that. That's that, I mean, that, that's good. And so that is the update, um, from my standpoint, but I, I recommend to anybody just, you know, like go home to your parents and, and just, you know, I mean, I said my sister, every, everybody has been really kind. I've gotten some, uh, go to a place people. where people take care of you. And I, I didn't yeah, mean earlier yeah. where like my family is like awful, like they're not. No, no, not my, at all. The, the point I was making, at least in my head, was that, you know, my family's divorced, right? So I don't have like mom and dad's home. Yeah. I yeah, have mom's apartment, have which I have a key sure. to, is very welcoming. I have, I mean, dad's home is a weird place because one, they haven't been there since Labor Day because they're on their, their cruise around the United States. Um, you know, and it's also, it's a weird place for me to go to because it's, it was my childhood home, but it's like a, it's a, a bizarro version of it now, you know, cause my mom yeah, moved out yeah. and our stuff is still there, but it's dusty and it's got some of Patty. It's just, it, you know, um, yeah. but yes, like you, you went to, you did a very, um, uh, cathartic thing, which is the road trip. And you've landed safely in a place where you're going to get your batteries recharged. Yeah, and and it's and it, I'm actually now kind of I'm looking forward to the road trip back. More perspective, and, and and I am actually looking forward to to getting back to Las Vegas. One of the things I got to tell Jarrett is, uh, yeah, now I actually because you know we we started. I immediately went into working at the casino, so I didn't have time. Then there was COVID. Well, I've got about four months until my, my lease is up, and I, I've got to find out if there's any traction for Literate Press and mm-hmm. myself in the literary world of Las Vegas. If I can sense that there is any real traction, or if I'm going to keep just sort of buttressing up against sort of the circling of the wagons of the small-town mentality. And so I'm going to go to Jarrett and say, man, you got to get me, you got to start inviting me to things, you got to get me to things, i got to go to these things. Because after four months, if I can't see that there's like any real traction in Vegas... Mm-hmm. I'm going someplace else. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go someplace where there's where where I feel like uh, I can actually fit into that scene and and participate in a way that that benefits me and you know financially, but also you know socially that kind of stuff. 
So I've got, you know, the sky's the limit. Um, I'm going to wait until I am going to get, like I said, uh, I think two podcasts ago, I'm going to get a dog, but I'm going to wait until I've got a place that's like, all right, I'm signing the lease for a year yeah, yeah. so that I've got some consistency before I actually, you know, pull the trigger and actually get a pup. But uh, yeah, so that's going on. But yeah, I, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I knew that I would kind of get through this, you know, I would, I would start, and I'm sure there are going to be moments where I, I have ups and downs, but I'm definitely on an upswing. I feel much better about my future. I'm seeing things that I'm excited about. Good. Um, I'm looking forward to certain kind of work that I'm doing in some books. Uh, I know that when I get back, I'll be releasing another self-published literate press book. Belief is a bulldozer. <laughs> it is the follow-up to Belief is a Sledgehammer, and nothing in it will have anything to do with divorce because I didn't know that I was going to be divorced when I put it all together. So uh, that'll be the next book. So you know, there you go. Nice. So you you mentioned Belief is um, a bulldozer. Yeah. Oh yeah. You mentioned not too long ago uh, that uh, you were you were tr- you were you were struggling explaining. The concept of race. I just want to keep going through like to Harry. Belief is a sledgehammer. Belief is a bulldozer. Belief is a fat chick doing a cake fart. Be- yeah, you know, belief is keep... a mega yeah a mega nuclear bomb. Sure, yeah, it's just, they just get bigger. But anyway, you uh, said yeah. that you were having a, you were trying to school or have a substantive discussion with a four year old child about race, and you were you were struggling a little bit. So yeah. I'm curious about that. Well, I sat him down. You know, Harry's four years old now. And he I, is. I sat him down after he had a busy day of school when his attention was, was shit. And I said, Harry, it's time we talk about critical race theory. <laughs> <clears throat> and he was like, I'm hungry. I want dinner. And I was like, no. <coughs> he said, groomer, groomer. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we were, I was tucking him into bed and... He started talking about like we're just you know we chat about the day and whatever other nonsense and um, he Roe said Roe v Wade Roe v Wade right, right. yeah and he, and the economic downturn yeah all those yeah, things you like talk about the, the impact about. of yeah, inflation sure. and you know big federal government's ability to borrow you know that that kind right. of stuff yeah yeah and uh, he was saying that you know talking about the kids in his class and he said something along the lines of uh, Max and I have. Uh, have, have the same color skin, and so does Eva. I said, "Yeah, yeah." He goes, "But other people have other colors of skin." I said, "Yes, they do." He said, uh, "So we started naming the kids, and it's like his, his friend Alden is a black kid. Uh, his teacher, Miss Lupe, she's Hispanic. You know, she's right." So, and he said, "Oh, I know what it was. Yeah." So he's like Max and Eva, like, and, and they're my friends. And I said, "Okay." He goes, "But there are other people that have different color skin." And I said, "Well, are, you know, like, is Alden your friend too?" And he said, "Yeah." He said, "But his skin is different." And I said, "Yeah, it is." And that was as far as that was basically as far as I got before I began to not panic in my head, but like, wait a minute, where is this going, and where do I take it? And like, is he like, is this where it begins? Right? Is this what? So when you say okay, when you when you say that when is this where it begins? What is it in your mind? Are you expecting your child, your four year old child, to suddenly come home with a fucking uh, General Lee flag on his no. fucking head? No, or, no, no, no or, not at all. Just or, like you know, the... Uber Alice coming right. in going, "Go oh, Deutschland, Deutschland." You know, I mean, it's like I, you know, I don't think that's what no, it it's, is. So. It's not that. It's the. It was more. <sighs> 
like, is this where I fail in the eyes of today, <laughs> right? In the eyes of the, like, the, the, I don't even know what to call him. The, my wife, fuck it. The Let's Twitter just call verse. it. Like, yeah, the Twitter. Thank woke. you. Okay. As do, do I fail in the eyes of the woke as a father? Because I'm not talking about race in the right way. But here's the thing. Am I even talking about race with him? Is he talking about race? Because, or is he just talking about the facts that people have different shades of skin? Because I think think, that's what it was. I think, David, I think at four (laughs) years old, um, he was probably not diving into the deep cultural rifts (laughs) between ethnicities in uh, the past or uh, in the coming future. He was just noticing that uh, there were kids that did not have white skin and kids that did have white skin. And I think really, you know, that's okay. Of course I mean, it's it, okay. It, and if he didn't notice it, he's a fucking idiot because it's pretty obvious to well, anybody looking. And we know, have, that's what the point is. Yeah. We have books about the differences of people. Like there's this great old uh, Sesame Street book that was published in the 70s um, about like we're different, we're the same. And it's like we all have noses and we use them to, and it's like the, illustrations or pictures of all the different Muppet noses and people noses. And, but we all smell, we all, we use them to hold up our glasses, you know, that kind of stuff. It's David, a, it's a David, great, I, well, I hate to point out, um, but in the discourse of today's, uh, racial, <laughs> uh, politics, um, no, that, that book doesn't, that, that shit that doesn't, fly, doesn't fly though. Right. Yeah. We are apparently, apparently for his similarity, we are not the same and other people have it far worse and some people have it far better. And, and that it's really more about power and oppression. Not everyone knows his, about, has knows, knows that can smell. Some people no, have people, ears. They don't people, hear the deaf people. What about the deaf people? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, you know, I know. The, the thing about it is he's four fucking years old. Right. Um, he's asking about skin color. I don't think you have to panic about anything. He honestly. wasn't even asking. He just said he named two no, white kids, just, acknowledged the same color of their skin, said they're my yeah. friends. I'm like, I think that was as far as it would have gone. Well, in the current discourse, what you should have said was, well, Harry, you and your two white friends are oppressors. Mm. And you are a part of the oppressor class. And 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 Alden is a part of the oppressed class. And your teacher, despite the power <laughs> dynamic with her being a teacher, is also <laughs> part of the oppressed. You just you, me, know, you just go on. Let me just say and, this about Alden and his oppression. Alden, I went to I went to high school with his dad. So same neighbor. I mean, I know things are different in every household, whatever. But um, both his, Alden shows up to school in a Tesla. Both his parents are doctors, you know, so. Nope, I'm sorry. I, He's oppressed. I know. I'm sorry. It was harder for them to get the through med school, no, I'm sure. The thing about yeah. it, the thing about it is, and, and it's one of the things that's really interesting to me is, is uh, <laughs> especially, and I feel for you, because as a parent, you know, you do feel a great amount of responsibility to get this right. And, and it's going to get is, more complicated. Things are going well, and, to get more complicated. If, if you, The thing about it is Harry is going to get his fill of complete histrionic bullshit as he gets older. So I don't think you need to contribute to it. Just listen to him and explain it from your perspective. And you don't need to, to parrot 
uh, the cultural warfare stuff. And I'm not, and I'm not going is, to. Yeah. You know, well, ultimately, the thing about it is you, you get to choose. Do you want to be a part of the cultural war or do you just want to watch it happen and, and yeah. not and not be scathed by it and not really involve yourself in it? And and you get to, you get to help Harry navigate that and yeah. you may there may be missteps he may get some information you know and it, it's one of the things we talked about I think last week we were talking about the you know like the parents wanting to control what their kids see and hear you can't you can try you can you can be a good parent you yeah. can listen you can sort of advise but the fact is once Harry's in school. And it's not like the teachers or the woke or the all yeah. right. It's not about being groomed. It's it's about being around <laughs> other fucking people. It's just the, that's it. Yeah. The more people you're around, the more you get socialized. He's going to learn about bullies because there will be bullies. There will be bullies. Um, yeah. My goal is to learn- make him not be one of them. Try not. Try that's, not to be. That's one, my goal you know? right and, now. You know. And, well, and, and the thing is, like when I when he said, uh, Max and Eva have the same color skin as me. They're my friends. My was like my my instinct was to go, but so is Alden. Like I just want to make it clear, Harry. No matter what color somebody's skin is, you hey, can be friends with them. That's yeah. as far as I wanted to take it. Well, but the also and I think the we thing got is, there. Is, is is Alden a little cunt? No, like Alden's cool. Because then Harry okay, was on. He's like fine. Alden can read and Alden does all this okay. cool stuff. Blah 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 blah. So, blah. Yeah. So you know, because so the thing about it is, you can't make the assumption that just because Alden has black skin and he has two white friends that. Maybe this one black kid in his class is going to be his friend just because he's black, because he might be an asshole. Right. And right. He, you know, I mean, that that's the thing. Well, is and that's the, that's color the other of the part skin, of it, is that... The color of the skin has zero to do with it. Everybody, every you can be any color you want to be and still be an asshole. Right. But it's like... I, I wondered where this is coming from, because he will come home from school at whatever age it is with some whatever shit he was he learned that day and it could be from some kid saying something like well we always you know we birds of a feather flock together and he'll come home and say does that mean like i can't be friends with these kind of like it you have to understand the context of what the kids are experiencing out there to be a good parent or to be a good adult who talks to the kid and gives them advice and that's what makes it so tricky because you're not there for all the shit all the time. You don't yeah. know it's it's hearsay. You know it's and he's four. He doesn't oh, even at have four, the verbal right. capacity. Yeah, he doesn't have the verbal capacity to even tell you the 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 nuances of his day. Exactly. You know. So no, I ask him about his would, day, and half the time I'm more confused than I would be if I just yeah. didn't I, say anything. Not that I've ever been a parent, nor will I ever be a parent, especially now, um, under no circumstances. Um, what I, what I, my advice is just, uh, don't, don't, don't have a lot of anxiety about it because you and Katie are both really good people and, and Harry can't help but have some of that guide him just by example Yeah, and, and, uh, you know, and then he's going to get fucked up by the world because the world fucks people up, and yeah. there's nothing you can do about that other than listen to him mm-hmm. and and just you know not don't panic. What what it reminds me of is is my sister, my my nephew, um, when Sean was and he's like twenty, I think he's like twenty five right now. But anyway, he's uh, when he was like three or four years old, so he's about Harry's age. Mm-hmm. Um, Vicky and Vicky, her his mother, my sister, they went out. And she saw that there were 
you know, a, like a million butterflies out in this field of wrestling. So she went out and she wanted to bring Sean. And the butterflies all started flying around and they were everywhere. And she, she was reacting like this was the most amazing thing she'd ever seen. Yeah. But Sean misinterpreted her reaction for fear. And oh. he grew up, he grew up terrified of butterflies. Ah. And, wow. and I always keep that, I always keep that in mind is that the kids watch you. They're watching how you respond. They're watching how you live your life and how you live in the world yeah. and your reactions to things um, are a guide for them and they yeah. will, they will, they will sponge off of that. And the thing is, like I said, you and Katie are both great parents and you're both beyond being great parents. You're just nice people and you're kind people and you're compassionate people. And I think that will ultimately, uh, that will ultimately carry over to, to Harry. And that's, I think you don't have to worry about it. I don't think you have to be anxious about it. Thank you for saying that. That's, it's hard as a parent to, you know, you doubt yourself. So I just thank you for saying so. Um, but I am going to teach him critical race theory. All right. The first thing I, this is a good one. This is a good list this week. Okay. Good All list. Right. I try, I've tried to keep up a little bit with the news. It's very difficult this week, but uh, I, I think I might have some. As always, I'll help you out. Uh, let's start with Jane Crow. I have no idea who Jane Crow is. Jane Crow is what, um, and I don't have it handy, uh, but it's the new Jane Crow law, like Jim Crow. This is Jane Crow because this is these are laws against women that restrict women. This is goes the whole Roe v. Wade being repealed or whatever the hell it is. Um, yeah, so like living under Jane Crow. I think that's. Uh... That's among one of the most stupid things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> what I love I mean, about it is a lot of, my parents I've names a lot are of Jim and Jane, things. and okay, I'm just yeah. I'm honored to have parents named Jim and Jane, where there's Jim Crow and now there's Jane Crow. God, yeah, I'm sorry. What a, I'm sorry. What a time. It, it's just another way to boil boil a complicated issue down to something stupid because people just need to be mad at things and outraged. And as I've said, every time I read anything that makes me outraged or fearful, I stop, sniff the bullshit and do a little bit more research. And so mm. there are no Jane Crow laws. <laughs> these are laws. The Jane these Crow are America, la baby. Yeah. Yeah. These are, these are, these are restrictive abortion laws and, and, and have the potential to expand into other laws. But when you understand that 90, what, what is it? 96% of abortions are done with a pill. We're not going, we are absolutely not going back to the time of the, uh, the coat hanger abortion. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. All right. The next thing is, uh, Kathy Barnett. Wow. I don't know who any Nothing, of these yeah. people are. It's interesting because that's kind of the whole thing with Kathy Barnett. Kathy Barnett is a conservative Republican running for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. She's up against, uh, what's his face, Dr. Oz. Fetter. Oh, she's against Dr. Oz. Okay. Now and David McCormick, right. Dave McCormick uh, in, in the primaries. And Trump has come out against her. But like two weeks ago, nobody in Pennsylvania knew who she was. And now she's got like, she's gaining, oh, yeah. she's got a lead on things and she may well win the primary who knows what she'll do in the in the general but she is a a black woman conservative republican 
MAGA. She's talking about MAGA. She's like, look, Donald Trump came to us. MAGA didn't go to him. He came to where we already were. Interesting character because you don't think of a black women as MAGA, conservatives, you know, or yeah, but, or well, conservatives but, but, is one thing, but MAGA is a little different. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But to your point, assholes come in all shapes and sizes and colors. So there you go. That's and exactly I, I don't know right. if she's an asshole or not, but I'm assuming that she is. Well, she... I just, I just, I just love, I just love that she might win the primary because Trump went against her because that just right. indicates that that the stank of Trump, yeah. Either either pro or against will get you elected. Just like J.D. Vance, he he had uh, he had Trump support. He won. Now she's got his condemnation. She might win. You know. God, he's just a stain. He's a stain on the taint of the asshole of Florida. He really is. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next thing: protesting the SCOTUS cribs. That's a dumb... See, again, I understand if you've got nothing better to do, but that is not how jurisprudence works. You cannot protest a fucking Supreme Court judge. I mean, if that's the case, that every time your kid gets a DUI and the judge says, all right, three strikes, he's out, he's going to spend six months in jail, and then you get a bunch of your fucking friends to go to the judge's house and stand in his lawn and scream at him that that's going to do anything? <laughs> that is such horse shit. It's the stupidest thing. It's And not only that, not only is it stupid, but do you actually think an asshole like Brett Kavanaugh is going to look out his door, have a bunch of mouth-breathing morons screaming at him because of Roe v. Wade, and that he's going to go, yeah, maybe I'll change my mind. It's not going to happen. No. I was talking to my dad about it. My dad's an attorney, and he goes, you know, like he's not on the side. Like, you know, my dad is pro-choice, and but yeah. he was like, never have I met a judge who changes their mind? Never. Never. Well, even if The thing is, even if they do change their mind, just like racist white people or people who are not really racist, if you call them racist, they tend yeah. to double down on some yeah. things. You're not going to convince them to change their mind no. by being a likewise piece of shit asshole. And right. that is exactly what, if you want to protest, you do it in a public place, you do it nonviolently, and you make a point. And if you're smart, you do it theatrically and creatively so it makes the news. If all you're going to do is stand on, on you know, Barrett's lawn and scream at her and call her names, I can pretty much guarantee you, you did fucking nothing positive ever. At all with your night. <laughs> Better to watch Netflix, man. The Israeli army killing a journalist. You know, the thing is, and I read this in your thing, and I, I actually have followed this, <laughs> is like, it's a blow. The, the thing about it is, Ugh. it's like, you know what? And, and, and there are two things that I think are really fascinating by this. It's number one, and I and you pointed this out in your post-it wall, it's like, it's amazing that the Israeli army can kill a Palestinian uh, journalist and still pretend to be, you know, still pretend to be the victim in all this. Mm. That's actually pretty funny. Um, Israel is better at being the victim than they are at yeah. being Jewish. Yeah, that, I mean, it's, it's amazing. But I will also say on the flip side... The victimized aggressor, it, that's what they are. They're the I, victimized aggressor. I find it... I find it highly cynical that, uh, I mean, it makes sense because it worked in America, is that they're going, that I noticed that some of the Palestinian activists are going to use her death as their George Floyd moment. 
and they're going to try to okay. foment great, great stuff. Well, the thing about it is, you know how that turned out. The Black Lives Matter women bought uh, party houses with millions of dollars. But, so I'm, but Don, I'm not all that impressed. But Don, all the police uh, departments across the country, like they gave their tanks back and they they turned in their guns and. No, they really didn't. What? Actually. No, they did. No, they, no. they were completely no, defunded. They, they they have to use no, paddle balls to to no, arrest what, people. What they what they did was they stopped going into poor black neighborhoods and uh, stopped policing in those areas in major crime cities, and the crime got fifty times fucking worse. And as opposed to eighteen unarmed black men killed by police the year before, ten thousand black men were killed for street crime that was not being policed. So that's you know I'm not sure this is the way to go. Okay, but cops are shooting fewer unarmed black people, right? Well, how much? If 18 are is cops fewer... shooting fewer unarmed black people or killing them, murdering them, choking well, them we out, whatever? We won't know. We won't know. They, they, they shot, uh, I think the figures are two years ago, it was 19, and then it was 18, and I don't think they have figures out this year. Well, um, <laughs> That sounds like progress to me. Good job. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Elon Musk's bad deal. What the fuck is going on with Twitter? See, everybody's acts like, okay, first of all, Elon Musk, this is, Twitter's a game for him. But the second thing is, if you really look at what his actions are, and he did this with fucking Bitcoin. He did this with cryptocurrency, too. Everybody has such a memory of a fucking gnat, like the goldfish memory. Is You remember what he did with cryptocurrency? He said, we're going to take cryptocurrency for tesla and the fucking people bought cryptocurrency like was going out of the roof and then what did he do he sold all his cryptocurrency why because all those they can make a whole lot of money the only reason he said i don't know about this oh the twitter deal might not be happening what happened what was the result of that stock drop twitter's twitter stock dropped which means to buy it he doesn't have to spend as much fucking money right I mean, that's a, that. What a bunch of fucking idiots! Elon that Musk playing his guy's game. It's Elon a great Musk game, but is Jesus. either he's either the playground bully, or your dad who has you pinned to the floor, and he, why are you hitting yourself? Quit hitting yourself? Why are you hitting why yourself? Are you hitting yourself? Yeah, <laughs> that's who he is. Yeah, that's no, it's, I, and I don't give a shit. Like I barely, no, I, I followed him enough to know just kind of what's going on. But yeah, I, uh it's yeah. I don't care. It's, right. I do not care in the least. All right, and finally the I, I don't know why the Irish smoke show that is Jen Psaki. Psaki? Yep. Yeah, Psaki. <laughs> I mean, she's kind of hot, right? Not that that matters for her job, but No. I think you know, and I can say this as a recently divorced man. I I I tap that. Well, sure, but I mean, you know, put me in a wig and anything. come on. <laughs> Yeah, okay. You know. No, I think I don't think she's a smoke show, but I think I I, I think Jin Saki is incredibly smart. She's charismatic. She's cute. Far out. I like I like her. What about her? She's almost as hot as the dog face Huckabee that came before her. Almost. Oh Jesus Christ. Oh. Was, she was like a Mr. Potato Head with long hair. She was awful. She was a Mr. Potato Head with long hair that had been microwaved yeah. and yeah. mashed with a with a rubber mallet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then shaped bad, and so then no. shaped back together. Yeah, Jen Psaki is uh, a thousand times better. So Jen Psaki is leaving the White House. She's done. Today was her last day. Uh, she's apparently heading over to MSNBC, but hasn't said what her job is going to be. But uh, she's also she held more press conferences or press briefings rather 
in the two years she was on the job than all 96 uh, press secretaries or whatever the hell Trump had uh, in his four years, which is quite remarkable, I guess. Um, but anyway, yeah, she's leaving the White House to go get a job as a, a fucking pundit, pundit on MSNBC of all places. All right, my first thing to do this week is a read. Uh, it is in The Guardian, uh, written by Robert Reich, an American economist. Mm-hmm. The second American Civil War is already happening. No shit, Robbie. Himmel and Hall have been talking about it for a couple of years now. For a couple uh, of years. <laughs> but America will still be America, but it is fast becoming two versions of itself. The open question is, how will the two be civil toward each other? So it's just... Uh, just uh, give it a read and see how it stacks up against everything we've written about in the last yeah. six, seven years. There you go. And my first thing is a watch. It is watch Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I loved it. I loved it. I mean, it's not. Of course you did. It wasn't it. Yeah, it wasn't as much fun as uh, Spider Man. Spider Man No Way Spider-Man? Home. Spider Man. <laughs> I know it came out. Spider Man. Spider Man No Way Home. Um, but uh, it was definitely fun. I enjoyed it. I liked the cameos. I enjoyed. You know, it was just fun. I just had a lot of fun, and uh, my mom enjoyed it. We had popcorn, and uh, I was happy to have seen it again. It was not. It was not Spider Man, but it was good. My next thing is also see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, my thinking was this. It was, it's, it's, it's a good movie. Sure. It's fine. I mean, it's, it's Marvel. Like you, even their shit is decent. Except for Captain Marvel. That was a dog pile, a dog shit pile on fire. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, this movie should have been a Wanda Scarlet Witch movie. They should have taken their time with that character instead of making her the monster right away, spend time with her. It, it's, it's an addiction story. It's OxyContin. She is addicted to the Darkhold. And the Darkhold, likes, like Oxy, changes you the more you get into it because it makes me feel good. I can fix things. I can make the, my life better this way. But the more you take it, the more it turns you into a twisted monster. And... Yeah. They did this great and, thing with WandaVision in building yeah. this, and you felt like she was doing some fucked up shit in WandaVision, but you got it, and you were rooting for her to figure her way out of the badness. In this, you're kind of like, dude. It's fast. Wh- wh- ah. Yeah, and she very well, quickly well, the becomes is, originally, the ring. Originally, uh, originally Sam Riami's uh, uh, first Riami? Was... Yeah, Riami. Sam Riami. I thought it was Sam Raimi. Potato, potato. I don't give a shit. I don't know the no, guy. Do you know the pretty guy? Pretty sure it's do you, potato. No, do you do you do you know the guy? Have you met him? You had dinner with him? Fuck off. Okay, Sam so Raimi. Anyway, of course. That's yeah. why we named our dog Sammy. He's after my best friend okay. Sam Raimi. Very good. You uh, you think you think care. you're my best buddy? Oh what, no. It's Sam Raimi. <laughs> his version was originally forty minutes longer, and then they wanted to cut it uh, down to two hours. And I get my guess is I didn't yeah. I don't know this fact, but my guess is if it had been the two hour even a two and a half hour version, we would have had a bit more 
Scarlet Witch development because she right like right out of the gate is like whoa bad guy okay and you know and like Scarlet Witch in the comics is a, a bad guy right out of the gate for a very long time like that's yeah so okay but we're not dealing with the comics anymore we've got a lot of history with Wanda. And again, WandaVision really did this emotional really thing yeah. in such a beautiful way. And I would have loved to see them show Extend us it. her journey into addiction and the mess that she makes of things with that. Instead, yeah. the movie is almost quite literally chasing the MacGuffin that is America Chavez. Which, uh, you know, I yeah, I had some... Not, the thing about it is... I. Th- that's a much I like I like that character America Chavez, but I don't think they really did her. They didn't really do the character justice. She's they really not necessary. Made, yeah, she, she's, well, she's totally unnecessary, necess- and here's why: because yeah. you can dreamwalk. Yeah, exactly. Wanda I mean, has she, been. Yeah. Wanda learned how to she's do that. Not just necessary. Shift things and, around in and, the script. And they just kind of made her. They kind of made her the the feisty damsel in distress, and it's like yeah. I don't need a damsel in distress. That yeah. we, that we haven't we gotten past that? Even in you know like superhero movies that, that we yeah. don't really need a damsel in distress anymore and that's kind of they cheated that character that character is a much more interesting character she's got her own comic book for a long time uh, and I know nothing of America Chavez and and, yeah. and 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 that's a she's a really really yeah. complicated and interesting character and I don't think I don't think they really did her justice um I hope we see her in future uh, MCU movies and give and give her a little bit more to do and and not just be being chased and and trying to be stolen her powers. But that said, I still enjoyed it. I do think it's funny as shit that Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme, but he mm-hmm. still needs Stephen Strange to save his ass every time. Every time, yeah, you know, and it's like it's I, all I, right. I had that thought in the in the movie too, where where Wong, I don't remember exactly which moment it was, but. Maybe it was several times, but I'm like, it happened thinking about times the last the Sorcerer Supreme that was Tilda Swinton, where she was like, when she yeah. showed up in the first Doctor Strange, you're like, oh, shit's about to up. get real, right? Nobody was beating her. When ass. Wong shows up, I, and I love Wong. I love I Wong. I do too. I love the character. I love the actor. I love the character. I love the whole thing. I love the relationship he has with everything in the MCU. Love, fucking love him. But every time he shows up to fight, I think. I could go for a tuna melt sub or whatever the hell that line Dude, is I, in that Infinity exactly, War. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what that's, I was thinking. Yeah, that's, that's who he is. Wong is to me because every time he needs, yeah, Strange to save him or yeah, whatever. But yeah, it's although the baddest, the baddest ass, and only and it, 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 it rivals any any Iron Man like suit transformation, like when he just hits the thing and he goes yeah. was him at the wedding. And yes. he's got the little red. He's got the little red pocket square, and he sees it. He sucks down the martini, and yes. he takes the pocket square and whips that. And his fucking his his cape, and it just wraps around. And he just jumps up, and he just leaps off and becomes Doctor Strange. Yeah. Like, that was fucking rad. I That's, enjoyed that very much. That is one hundred percent. I I love that part. And yeah. shortly after that, there was the second worst um, green screen acting. Um, yeah, there's some of that. First worst since all of Captain Marvel, which is yeah. when uh, Rachel McAdams, they cut back to like the wedding party when the monster's happening, and they're like, oh, well, that's annoying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yes. Like, there's no, like, I mean, and I get it, because, like, New York has seen some shit, right? Yeah, like, yeah. 
They had the first Avengers film. They had the blip. They had the whole thing. Yeah, they've all been through some shit. The snap, whatever it was. But Doctor Strange jumping out and a giant uh, like one-eyed one-eyed hairy vagina running around. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really scare anybody. (laughs) Nobody gives a shit anymore. Everybody's so fucking over everything. It's like yeah, it's like it's sort of like the MCU is now populated entirely from Generation Z. Like nobody gives a fuck. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. It's all just teenagers. Yeah. I got my TikTok. Fuck you. Not even Gen Zers, but Gen Xers in our teenage years. (laughs) That's it. My second thing is a watch, also a watch. It is on Hulu. It is starring Andrew Garfield. It's quite good. It's called Under the Banner of Heaven. It is based on a novel. It is uh, about a, a fundamentalist Mormon cult. And what's really good about it, what it, and I think Andrew Garfield is quite good. He's, he's really having a couple of years here where he's having his moments. Yeah. Um, and uh, what's really good about it is that he plays like a devoted Mormon cop who is now being faced with the fact that that there are some people in his Mormon community that are fucking psychos and are murdering people. And it's it's quite good. I highly recommend it. It's only got four. I don't know how many um, episodes. Probably six, but. Four of them have been dropped, and it, it is, it's exceptional. It's just really good acting. It's great writing, great uh, direction, and uh, it's some dark shit. Those Mormons are fucked up, my friend. <laughs> All right, my third thing, it's a kind of a one and a half. I couldn't decide, so sorry. I'm sneaking an extra one in there. Uh, this one is a quick read. It's on. It's in Time Magazine. Uh Online was published on the on May thirteenth. The problems the problems with Israel's version of the killing of reporter Shireen oh Abu Akleh. I will read that. Yeah, just give that a read. But the original third thing, inspired by the very cold, very long, dark, terrible, awful, gray Chicago spring, and then suddenly it's fucking ninety one degrees, and you're sweating. You're like, I don't have time to adjust. Ah, oh, my body can't handle it. We're all, you know, eight months pregnant in August immediately. It's so fucking hot. No, your wife is eight months pregnant. She, dude, these next three months are going to suck. That's going to be a rough time, man. She, uh, I feel so bad. Like, seriously, those of you who want to procreate, do your best to give her her pregnancy in the winter months. Yeah, yeah. Because then she's warm, and you can use her as a as a you know a warm blanket in the winter. This, uh, it's just fucking hot. Anyway, so I was so fucking hot the other day, and I went to take a crap, and I used my bidet as usual, and I thought, oh my god, that's exceptionally refreshing. So get a bidet for reason seven hundred and sixty four. It cools your hot, sweaty ass down on a hot, sticky, humid day in Chicago. Well, I'm going to do a three and a half as well, but I'm going to start with the half. Since since your wife is so miserable with her pregnancy, what I would like you to do <laughs> is I want you to go to a CVS and I want you to buy a, a wooden ruler. Oh, God. You remember the wooden rulers? Yeah, I remember and wooden ev- rulers. And, and, and every time she's in pain or she's in discomfort, I want you to pull your dick out and just hit yourself with that fucking ruler right on your dick. It will make her feel better. And then you will be sharing in the pain. That's the half. The real number three is uh, plan a road trip. Plan a road trip all by yourself in a car. 
um, get a great playlist, um, go someplace. It can't be, you know, it's got to be at least six or seven hours on the road. But just go someplace because there is something amazingly restorative and, you know, especially if you're kind of dealing with any kind of thing that's bothering you. You know, and every name, fucking name it. The fucking baby formula is in a oh, shortage. Dude. Okay, that's a horrible thing. And the fucking Ukraine is a horrible thing. And the fucking COVID's coming back is a horrible thing. You need to have a fucking road trip. It will make you feel better with all this bullshit yeah. flying around. And I, that is when the we, third thing. When we talked about the road trip, what, what did I say to you? That, and it was in my uh, one of my post-it notes. Uh, the road, the sea are all healing. It, unless, like, you that, that unless you get in a car Unless you get a car to drown, yeah. Because yeah. I had a similar thing um, this week because it's, it's boat season, so I went to the boat. Um, today, as we record this, I was at the boat all day getting it ready because tomorrow, this, again, Saturday... Um, I will have gone on the boat, brought it in from dry dock into Monroe Harbor, ready for the season. I was talking to my dad and he's like, who do you have helping you with the boat? And I go, nobody. He goes, why don't you call your brother? I go, I don't, I don't want to. He was like, you can't do it yourself. I go, dad, I've done it myself. I can do it myself. It's not the smartest thing to do to take a, a two hour sailing trip by yourself in I mean, it's Lake Michigan. It's not open water. I'm not crossing the Atlantic or anything like that. Although people have crossed the Atlantic solo on a boat. Yes, they have. But Dad was like, yeah, you should have somebody with you. Don't you want that? And I go, Dad, I think you don't understand. This, doing the boat by myself is the only alone time I get. Yes. And I need that. And my dad is, I don't think my dad is the kind of person that needs alone time. Yeah, he's he, he's just person. he's he's not, but he's also not a people person. Like he's not a social person. Well, speaking but he of doesn't being need, social, and that's the thing is like my, I am social, so I need that yeah. quiet. Speaking of a social thing, I have a fourth thing, um, but this is just for Harry. Yeah, let's just keep going. I, I well, no, I just was my fourth thing is I want Harry to get a friend in mm-hmm. his class, um, <laughs> regardless of skin color who doesn't either have a Tesla or whose father doesn't have a fucking boat. So find a poor kid and be his friend, okay? Find the fucking poor kid and be his friend, and then you got some diversity in his life. That's all I'm saying. You're right. You're so fucking right. Oh, my God. I am everything I fucking hate. I am. I really, really am. I spent today working on the boat... And I had the, like the dock guys, you know, that work at the harbor, helping me fix some shit. And you know, and these guys are like blue collar guys that work with their fucking hands. And yeah, they're making dirty. ten dollars an hour doing this shit. Yeah, I mean, they're probably making better money for what we pay them. They're probably making better money than that. But like, and I thought like the, these are the people I want to hang out with. Like, I want to hang out with the people that work hard and sweat and deal with fucking rich assholes and their dumb fucking boats. <laughs> well, so you don't need to befriend those guys because you're my friend. So, oh my god, you know, I know, but these are the, you like, have, that's you why you have a poor friend. I yeah. want, yeah. You... <laughs> but but Harry it, doesn't have so a poor right. friend. He doesn't. He doesn't have. He well, he's got you. Friend. He's got you. Yeah. Well, you know, but I'm 56, so it doesn't uh, matter. We're not going to grow up together. When he requests to talk to you, that's true. Because I, to the poor, I his one don't poor say friend. to him. 
hey, let's call Don. <laughs> he will say to me, I want to call Don. I want to talk to Don. He will outright yeah, I say wanna, it. I want to I slum it a little because Alden's I, got a Tesla. Oh yeah, I got God. it. I understand. I fucking I hate it. myself so much. And you know what? <laughs> when I am out on that... <laughs> I'm on that sailboat tomorrow by myself. <laughs> I'm going to think seriously about how much I hate my wonderful, wonderful life. Rock and roll As I pull the boat into Monroe <laughs> Harbor, right in the yeah. center of Chicago. Oh, fucking God. What? Uh... I don't know. I don't know. I I just don't know what to. I don't know what to do. I and that's just, the show, gang. God, sh- fucking bon voyage. Enjoy your week. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>